So the big question is this, are you tired of the hustle and grind of fix and flip? Do you really think you can wholesale your way to success? What you really want is a cash flowing portfolio that lets you live a life of freedom, sunsets and palm trees on your terms. But what if you're stuck because you have no capital, no time and no idea where to start? That ends now. Your host, Corey Peterson, is a rags to riches real estate millionaire who started out with no money or credit and quickly grew a portfolio of cash flowing apartments. Not to mention, he did it all with other people's money. You're only one deal away from creating the cash flow life and the Multifamily Legacy Podcast will show you how. So now, here's your host, the big kahuna, Corey Peterson. Hey everybody, welcome to the Multifamily Legacy Podcast. I am your host, Corey Peterson. I am so blessed and excited that you are here today. My friends, I have an awesome podcast for you. I've got a good buddy, Randy Lawrence. I've known him for a long time. He's going to drop some truth bombs, okay? It is Juicy Couture, uh, the podcast that's coming up, you're going to really like it. So um, just stay tuned because it's going to be amazing. Before we get started, though, I got to give out a big shout out to Billy Murphy. Billy Murphy went and took the time, and I know it takes a little time to do this, but he took the time to go on to iTunes and give me a five-star review, and I've got to read it because it is pretty cool it's actually kind of long but so here we go bill murphy billy murphy says i recently got back into the multifamily game after a few year hiatus from real estate investing altogether and i was searching for a good multifamily podcast to start listening to this podcast was the first one i was drawn to because of the few of the episode titles and once i started listening i knew it was the only one i needed to listen to Corey's mentor, Dave, is also the same person I originally learned multifamily investing from, and I'd even met one of his guests on uh, this podcast at one of Dave's events a few years ago. If you want to learn about multifamily investing from the beginning, or just want to get a refresher on things to get you back in the game, this podcast is the only one you need to listen to. Thanks for doing this podcast, Corey, and looking forward to meeting you in the near future. Dude, Billy, I just want to tell you, like, thanks so much. I, you know, listen, I had a dream two years ago. I really did. And I told myself, you know, I felt like it was time to give back. And I didn't know exactly how I was going to do it, but I knew that a podcast would be a part of it. And it would be a great platform to share the message. And so I'm glad that resonates with you. And for anybody else that this thing really resonates, if I'm touching your heart, your mind, your soul, if I'm making you some profits, if you're getting some good tidbits, chime in. Don't be a stranger. We all want to know who you are. And how you do that is you go onto iTunes. It's, it takes a while to get there and leave that five-star review because it does mean a lot. The last thing, I, and I say it almost every episode, I actually do say it every episode, is to get my quick start uh, workshop video series at kahunawealthbuilders.com if you've not. So that's coming up. Also, I am excited to finally announce that the Kahuna Cash Flow Calculator 
is now available. It's live, okay? To get the calculator and all the training on how to use this really amazing tool, go to Kahuna Cash Flow Calculator. It's dot com and um, it's 199 for the tool and you're gonna really like it I'm gonna put a lot of time we've been beta testing this uh, we've worked out all the bugs and the kinks and the training on it is amazing and so you can go there we'll have a little behind the scenes look so you can see what it does and see if it's for you but I'm telling you what I'm pretty proud of it and I think you guys will really enjoy it so with that said, get ready because Randy Lawrence is going to uh, just really shed some light on this thing called multifamily investing. He's got a unique story in that, you know, he really started in the multifamily. He started actually just like I did as a financial advisor. And but his first thought was the multifamily. And somehow, you know, just like a lot of us, we kind of lose our way. And uh, but he came back into the multifamily space and is loving it. He's killing it. He's having a great time. So get ready, guys, because this is a great podcast and it starts now. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Multifamily Legacy Podcast. I am so excited because I have a wonderful guest today and he is someone that I've known in my collective genius group and he's got an amazing story. He's been investing for over 15 years and he started off as a single family investor and but more importantly is this guy's heart um randy is a, a preacher um and has put god in his uh, life and um really just structured i think his whole business around that and and really just put you know making sure that the first things first but randy has an amazing story and so randy welcome to the show brother awesome brother good to see you man it's great to connect and uh, be a part of the show man so glad to be here brother cool uh, we were just talking a little before we came on and started this thing live, but just kind of your backstory and where you started. So I'm just going to let you open that up and uh, tell, tell us about yourself, bro. Yeah, for sure, man. I appreciate it, brother. Well, like you said, I've been doing real estate 15 years. Prior to that, in my previous life, I was a uh, asset manager, uh, stockbroker, registered investment advisor, got out of that, transitioned over to real estate. And, you know, my original mentors in real estate as uh, a local family here in Florida, they probably had several thousand doors on uh, multifamily. So we got started kind of focused on small multis and stuff. And that was 03 to 05. But again, it was like crazy white hot market here in Florida. And so very tough to, you know, cobble together deals at that time. And, uh, you know, was not doing bigger stuff, but smaller stuff. Because again, just starting out, you know, it was a little bit more of a challenge. And so we kind of transitioned into single family homes because that's kind of when the flipping craze was going on, you know, here in Florida. And so kind of stuck with that and ran with that really through the last, you know, 10, 12 years up until, you know, you and I were talking probably in 13 yeah. uh, about multifamily. We were still, you know, doing the, uh, the single family business. We still have that business kind of going but really it was that focus of like, hey, I started off looking at multifamily. We've been doing single family. I've learned a tremendous amount about real estate. I wanna focus on really making that transition back to what the original focal point was. So Randy, I remember us having those conversations, right? This is like, it's right when I first come into Collective Genius and yeah. I came in to that group as a guy that was doing multifamily. And, um, and actually I learned the wholesale business in Collective Genius, but oh, wow. uh, because that was something that I still needed. I still needed a little bit more income when I first got into the group yeah. uh, to supplement what my apartments were not 
cranking out. But like, and then all of a sudden, they they as we kept on raising rents, they started doing really well. Yeah, and and I got recharged and refocused as well. But I remember us having that conversation, and it's funny how like things work because man. Because that was your passion in the beginning. That was your vision. For sure. And I see this. I think this is now. I know this is the charge of my podcast. Yeah. Uh, partly so is to take two, two two groups of people. And I say, I call them the working professionals. The ones that are just work tired of the J-O-B and yep. want to get out. The multifamily route just is so much better because it focuses on cash flow. Yeah. But for the same reason for me and you is that it just hel- it helped refocus you because so many times it is easy to get caught in that trap. Oh, for sure. Of the yeah. fix and flip money, that quick in- uh, instant gratification gratification of hey, I-, I flipped this property, I made some money. For sure, and it, it is you know I mean I think a lot of times people get into real estate because of that. It's like, I need to make money. I need to make it quick. And so either the wholesaling or the fix and flip really provides that bam, that payday right now. And and that really had been uh, part of why we did it because of the need to transition money. Because uh, I sold my practice of money management. And so that income stream went away or decreased pretty significantly. And we didn't have enough rents, cash flow rents to offset that. And that's yep. where the fix and flip came into play. Now, again, our business now is really dialed in on the fix and flip side. Yes. Five, six employees, you know, systems orientation, running and cranking, and we're fixing to hire an operations manager. So that frees me up even more. But set up a private equity company uh, several years back, and then also the management company with the intention of developing the multifamily, just like we've done with the single family, really scale out to probably our, our... plan is mapped out to own 20 complexes. So, so what's funny is like our backgrounds are so similar because I don't know if you knew this, but I've got to have my series seven and 66. Oh as well, <laughs> That's right? crazy. So yeah. I worked for, I was, uh, I worked for Edward Jones. Okay. Yeah. And for I was sure. a financial advisor up until 2007 or eight. Wow. When it crashed. That's Actually, crazy. I got canned. Uh-huh. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Market uh, correction, yeah. Dude, yeah, when everybody was coming in crying, my heart left that business like, uh, immediately. You know, yeah. And um, the numbers you know, were down the, and I got canned. That's but, wild. You know, the thing that I saw too, and I've shared this with folks too, is that even with part of the reason selling, and I, I sold my business in 2006 to the other partners, so, uh, but this realistically looking at, the power of what real estate can do. You know, it, when you look across the board, all asset classes, you know, stocks, bonds, you know, just REITs even, that the real estate market and done properly as you or I do or as you're teaching and, and, and I'm teaching, that it really can make just a tremendous difference because of the return you get versus the, the beta adjusted risk, you know, which you understand that maybe people listening may not grab a hold of it as much, but it really is powerful. And no, so it is. And so this, I'm loving it. So I didn't know, you know, I know you never heard that part of my background. So this I is didn't awesome know, because, yeah. uh, I mean, I'm, and here's, what's crazy is let's talk about this. Cause I, how much money is there out there really? Right. Uh, yeah. It's a, it's an, a ginormous amount of money. Oh my God! You can't even put a you can't even put a uh, your handle around it, really. Because, and I think this is a for people that have not been in that financial world, right? Like we have. Yeah. Um, 
you know, they look around their immediate surroundings, they're like, I don't know anybody with any money, right? Or yeah. I kind of know like one or two, some people with money. But the reality is, is there is so much money oh, out there. For sure. And it is, and they call it cash flow for a reason. Yeah. It flows out of the people that can't handle it. Yeah. And it flows into people that can. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And it is. When, like what you just said uh, about the apartments, and once you understand and how to become a good operator and the multiples of what you can do with that capital. Yeah. Huge. You become a source for capital. Well, yeah, I mean, so that's where, like, I just had somebody, uh, the thing that hit me probably about three years ago, and this also was a driver for me to really revisit the multifamily. One of the folks that have been a private investor with us for 15 years, she came to me and she said, man, I just want to thank you so much for helping me. And I'm like, well, what do you, what, what do you mean by that? You know, and again, we make money when people are investing with us, no doubt. They're making a great return. But she went on to say, you know, uh, I've invested with you now, and it was back then like 13 years. And during the downturn, my business was down, and the money I made with you helped buoy my business. And then it's put both of my kids through college. And then she said, and now I'm approaching 55, and I'm able to retire off of uh, the money I make with you. And I, I just sold my uh, – she had a commercial plaza in business. She sold that, invested the money with us. She said that with those monies – I'm able to now retire at 55 and take care of my elderly mom. And she said, if it, if it wasn't for you, I wouldn't have been able to do any of this. And it just like, it was like that light bulb went off. Like, wow, it just, God just hit me. Like how powerful it is because we're providing an avenue for people to get a return that they otherwise wouldn't get because of the specialized skill, knowledge, and abilities that, that we've developed. And so that was for me, it was like, wow, I want, it was like a mission or a crusade. I want to help more people experience that kind of return versus just maybe throwing their market in the, you know, money in the market and then it's up and down. And yeah, well, think about this, Randy. So like we talked about, I can't remember what, uh, it's a while back, but I, I talk about it like, yeah. uh, you know, what's out there in, for most people, they're investing in the stock market, right? Yeah. That's the really only options. They're going to a broker, their Fidelity accounts or Merrill Lynch or whatever it is, right? Yeah. And all they can buy there are certain things that that broker is selling. Yeah. So it's usually either insurance products or combination or mutual funds, stocks, yep. bonds, and uh, REITs or, you know, some, some other like EFTs and things like that. But when you think of like, what provides a nice stream of income, right? What's out there in the marketplace, right? I yeah. can't think of that pays a good yield, right? No. Yeah. Um, I, mean, I mean, what is it? a CD pays crap, right? Yeah, total crap. And then even now, dividend stocks are down at, you know, 3% three, 3 dividend. And then there's still the volatility of the principal up and down. Yep. That, uh, that's a roller coaster. And most people wouldn't put their safe money in that. No, right? for sure. Especially towards retirement, right? So no, like, yeah, yeah. I'm thinking about your girl that says, hey, I'm getting ready to retire. Yeah. What she really wants is a nice income stream is for what she's sure. saying. Absolutely. Right? Yeah. Absolutely. And you're giving and you're providing. And this is the one thing I love about apartments because now I, we pay quarterly. I don't know if you pay quarterly or monthly. Quarterly. But, yeah, quarterly. Yep. Yeah. Um, that provides a nice steady paycheck for them. And that's for the money sure. they live off to pay their bills. Absolutely. Yeah. And that it, money is greatly more uh, far superior, I think, what we pay than anything out there available in the stock market as an income stream absolutely. provider. Yeah. I mean, like, so it's usually can be double or triple what that dividend stock is paying because those dividend stocks are maybe two or three percent for a conservative type stock 
And, and then on top of that, you've got the fixed security of the real asset of all these apartments and all these buildings and all these uh, resources there that secure that investment. It's machine. It yes. is. Yeah, it really is. And so that's where, I mean, I that's kind of all of that hit me back then when she said that to me. I was out for a run on the beach. And it was just like, you know what, I, I don't want to flip so many houses. I want to help more people. And really the pathway to do that is through the larger scale of the multifamily. Yeah, and, and let's talk about that, Randy. So the reason for that is because when, you know, a single family flip, you know, that's going to be one investor yeah. and, or, you know, maybe two, a first and a second or whatever, but mainly just one investor. And you can only, I mean, how many flips do you do in a month? That's, that's hard to, sure. like, and then how many for a year? Yeah, like, what does I mean, that look like? Yeah, so for us, we probably have scaled up now. This year, we'll probably do between 60 to 75, depending. And that's, you know, we've continued. That's smoking, bro. That's, like, that is. that's, that's a lot. That's a lot, you know. I mean, but again, we've got, you know, five employees hiring another, hiring one more, systems that run it. It still, though, has worked for me because. And that's great, right? Yeah, for sure. And, you know, the good thing on that side is it provides value to our employees and it provides value to the people we help and buying their houses and all that. But yep. there's a limitation for the amount of investors that we can work with. Even with that volume, I mean- and That's really, crazy good volume. Like, let's not kid ourselves. That's, yeah. we're, you're operating at an elite level. For sure. Uh, I know this because you're in my collective genius. Exactly. Right? I know who you are, <laughs> yeah. right? But like, so that doesn't happen overnight. Most people, no. they did one a month, that's a good volume, that, Yeah, for right? sure. Yeah, absolutely. But like, you're doing multiples. Now, on the flip side, the apartments do yeah for sure i mean like so one deal or two deals a year and you're like yeah huge difference i mean like so we just had uh a complex we were best and final in it was 11 and a half million dollar purchase three million dollar raise you know probably about a seven hundred and fifty thousand dollar renovation improvement plan so we got beat out by another group that was just willing to pay more take a lesser return but in that example there's three million dollars for people to participate in. And then now those investors are invested with us in that. And one, it's helped more people on the investor side. And then they're getting that, you know, stable quarterly dividend plus uh, the kicker on the back end that comes just with the growth of the complex or whatnot. And then, you know, like you just said, we can then now do another complex. Let's say if the numbers are the same, that's another $3 million where we can help additional investors participate in that kind of return. Yep, and so here's my goal. Like, in my mind, I think about, okay, so like, when I was doing single family flips, um, and I didn't do that as much volume as you're doing now, but I mean, I was doing a decent amount where I had maybe two or $3 million kind of working and turning. Yep. Um, but now then I go to the multifamily side and we can have uh, between a three and $5 million raise. Yeah. And we'll do, if we can do that, in my mind, I'm trying now, it's hard to find the deals, right? Because yeah. like, understand where we're at in the economy right now it is very sure. tight and it's across the board yeah but that doesn't mean there's still opportunities because even with your sure. single family business you still like when you, you know how to fish you go absolutely. find deals right absolutely yeah and it's the same thing on the multifamily side but you just don't have to catch as many that's right? true because you know if i can do a deal a quarter in my mind that's like a nice pace for me Shoot, yeah, and so great. this year we're we're trying to be on track to buy five deals that's great. Um, we may not, if we only bought three, I'm still happy as all get sure. out. Absolutely. And that will probably be about, you know, 12 to $15 million 
mm-hmm. of capital. And yeah. dude, like you just said, that's a lot of people to help. For sure. That's, you know, that's super exciting. I mean, I just had another person that came to me that had uh, inherited funds and they've got like $1.2 million that they want to invest, you know? And so it's like what you said in the beginning, there's people out there that need that help, you know? Now, and uh, Let's talk about this real quick. Let's. Uh, how do you go about... Um raising capital how have you like start like how give me how you start in the single family business yeah and how you maybe transition that to multi because you just started transitioning to the multi side again for sure great story yeah so i mean really we started off with developing a program even when it was like the very beginning you know with the single family homes it's like okay here's what i can afford to pay here's the terms that i'm going to offer so it was less like you know i'm just kind of walking around saying hey who's got some money for me but more of me presenting an opportunity for somebody to get a return yes and so that's where i think it gave us a significant advantage maybe from other people that kind of stumble around or go hat in hand looking for money we're presenting that opportunity so in the very beginning uh, as we started flipping houses uh, I knew that that was possible because I borrowed money from a friend of mine that was a hard money lender. And, you know, we're good Lord. I think at the time paid him maybe 12 and three or something like that. You know what I mean? And and yep. so I'm like, well, good Lord, I need to get this money cheaper because paying three points, I'm giving him thirty-five, $4,000 just in points. Yeah. And so that's where at that time I developed that program, set the interest rate, set the terms, said to people, look, you know, this is the opportunity. And I just began talking with people about it in a consistent and purposeful way, you know? And so uh, time out, man, hold on. I got to restate that for everybody just that's listening. Cause that's gold, by the way, like, listen, you, you kind of did it out of necessity. Cause you know, in your mind, you're like, Hey dude, I'm paying a lots of points. I love this private lender, but if I can get around just the points in itself and maybe make the terms a little nicer, sure. favorable for me, um, that's a win. And so you said, hey, I'm going to create kind of a program or, or a way that I can structure my stuff and be very consistent. And then you're there with like more of a, a packet saying, hey, here's the opportunity that we have. Exactly. Yeah. And see, that's different than like that's fishing. You throw out some bait, right? And the right people are attracted to your bait. Yeah. Absolutely. And the wrong people don't ever come, right? For sure. Yeah. And there's realistically in the, that process, there's plenty of people that I talked to that said, eh, you know, uh, it's not for me. Or they wanted, you know, like a high level business owner guys like, yeah, you know, I really want to get 18% or, you know, I'm like, well, that's, it, that's not my program, you know? So there's plenty of people that it didn't fit for, but there's plenty of people probably to the tune of, you know, three and a half million dollars that it did fit for, you know? And so that's where, just like you said with fishing, yeah, there's plenty of fish that will swim by. It's not for them, but there's plenty out there that will be like, you know what? This is exactly what I've been looking for. This is the exact bait that I want, right? The the very first person, and this is this person's been with me for, like I said, now 15 years. We were at a uh, church retreat down in the Keys on a dive trip thing, and I'm the leader of the whole trip, and we're talking, just sitting around the fire, hanging out, you know, on the beach. And I'm sharing about some stuff that I'm fixing to close, sharing about what we're doing. And that opportunity came up and bam, this person had just been thinking about that and said, 
somebody else mentioned that to me that, and, and I didn't feel comfortable with them, but wow, that's incredible that you have this kind of thing. I'd love to do that. And now that person is the story I shared that they've been with me 15 years and it changed their life. But so it's like, that's on a church <laughs> dive trip, right? So by yes, dude. thoughtful and purposeful and having it put together, you'd be surprised for those of you listening where that money is. It's all around you, like Corey said. Friends and family. So I always, people challenge me on this, like, Corey, I have no friends and family to have any money. Yeah. And I said, listen, it's not even about those people. It's about who they know. Right? Exactly. And because you never know, you could be like one or two steps away. Like, uh, were you in my collective genius room? Not, uh, no, no, not gosh. this week. So no. there was a really great share, and it was like, it was a, this, um, uh, they were talking about LinkedIn, right? And how yeah. like your one or two contacts from your second connect and third connect from almost everybody that you'll ever meet, right? Wow. Yeah. Or that you'll ever need to meet. And um, but the power of that, like so, and that's true in life, is that people know people that know people. And all you gotta that's do true. is sometimes they're just one or two referrals away. And so and it all starts with just sharing, right? That little Absolutely. thing. Yeah. And so the transition with the multifamily, exact same thing. It's like, here's the opportunity we have. Here's what that looks like. And, you know, here's the typical return. And then now people see that we're talking about it. And then the result is people are responding to that. Yeah. And, and are you leading with that now? Or do you just kind of say, I've got two buckets. Like, here's a single family bucket and what it does. Yeah, here's we're, my multifamily and what it we're, does. We really don't need any more money in the single family bucket. So we can take people in more as a, you know, a, a courtesy, if you will. Uh, but we'll it's give really, you one deal on the single family side, but really just so focus, we can establish a relationship. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know, establish the relationship with a single family scenario, but then really the focus is the multifamily because that's ultimately where we're going to scale, build and grow. Yeah. Dude, that is amazing. Yeah. Like, when I think about this story, Randy, I, 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 uh, because you just closed the deal. So let's just talk yeah. about the deal you just closed. Yeah, like, we closed on 84 units uh, there in South Carolina, not too far from where you just sold a deal. You know? Oh, yeah, yeah, uh, in Greenville. Yeah, yeah, right outside of Greenville. Uh, so that was back in November. Uh, we bought it for just under $3 million. Um, you know, great complex, virtually 100% occupied. None of the interiors were updated. I mean, I personally like that value-add component. Yeah. And, where none of the interiors have been updated. Some of the stuff you look at, maybe half's already been done. You can do the second half, but I like. But being, it was still occupied though, right? Yeah, still occupied. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So, I mean, we we just went through a tenant profile improvement process, as you know, where for December, January, February, March, kind of the slow pay, bad tenants, things of that nature that are really not in line with where we're going. We're able to work through those. Uh, begin renovating, probably renovated about five or six units already. We're only going to do two to three a month because, we, you know, again, we're at a 96% occupancy right now. So um, we want to maintain that. And, and, you know, it's strategic. Uh, for sure. Very strategic. Right? And that's something I think that's a key word if, if folks that are listening is you've got to be strategic. You've got to be thought through. And the best thing is being able to learn from somebody with experience or really having that pathway laid out for you because unlike a single family flip, like, and, and this is, and, and really I thank God 
for the time delays in all the learning I did in single family and some of the big giant projects we did because I learned and then also learning from experienced people in the multifamily too helped me to to become strategic so that right. you, you, if single family, you can buy this $150,000 house, screw up, the market will help you and you don't lose your butt so badly or you maybe make a couple of bucks. In the multifamily space, when you're buying for three, six, $10 million, you know, and you're spending 500000 or a million and a half on renovation, you need to be strategic and you don't want to screw up. You, you want know? to have a plan for sure, right? You, you got to have like... a plan, man. And not only that, what you mentioned earlier too, like operations, you need to know like, hey, the first three months, we're going to be working through a tenant profile. We're going to be changing some of those things up. We're going to be weeding out the bad and keeping the good. And, you know, all those Occupancy things- is going to drop all of a sudden. <laughs> yeah, occupancy is going to, like, for me, like, dude, like, I'm like, holy crap, we're down 89, 88. And I'm like, yeah, that's part of the plan. Yeah, it's like ripping the Band-Aid. Sometimes they're like, because yeah. like, oh, this this looks great. We're 90%, 99% occupied. Yeah. But, you know, 5% or 8% are not even paying. They're just living yeah. but not paying. Yeah. Or, or they're paying, you know, at the end of the month or, you know, screwing up the Yeah, year. and so, like, when you take over, you set the precedent right then. Like, Absolutely. there yeah. is a new sheriff in town. There's new procedures, policies, yep. and they either get with it or we start... Uh, for sure. Um, they start that's, getting evicted, right? There's yeah, an eviction exactly, process. There was a number of people there that were just consistently paying like on the 1st and the 20th. And, you know, that had to be corrected. Yeah. Because, or they'll come in and want a partial pay. Well, we got 400 bucks. Yeah. Ex- the yeah. wrong operators will say, oh, I'll take that 400 bucks. Well, once you yeah, take that sure. 400 bucks, yeah. you are now saying that they can stay. Exactly. Yeah. And so it was a process. And again, simultaneously, we're working the outside, you know, new paving, landscaping, pressure washing, cleaning everything up. So you can see visibly like the last two months, there's all this activity going on, improvements, new signs. Tenants are noticing that too as well, right? Exactly. Yeah. That's part of the key. So they see one, there's a new sheriff in town Two, There's these more stringent uh, focus on guideline operations, but three, there's also improvements that are happening, yes. you know, and Things are changing and er- sure. everybody wants to live in a great neighborhood, the best that they can afford. Yeah. And the, you know, the thing that I look at too, and I know you focus on the same thing is like, there is a genuine reality of being a better quality of life for the people that live there. You know, I remember seeing one time on a Facebook post, somebody posting about one of your things like, well, gosh, how are they paying more rent? That's not better for them. But it's like, the truth is, it is a better overall quality of life. It is a better uh, amenities. It is a better home to live in, in the apartment itself. And it's worth 650 versus 550 because it is an overall better quality of life. And yes. so the, the tenants, their response is, you know, hey, thank you so much for what you're doing. Every time. Place. Yeah. I mean, so that's just part of, and I think, you know, the cool thing is really, it's a twofold focus. Like one, the investors' lives are being changed because of the returns they get. And then the community and the residents' lives, they're being changed and improved as well. So super cool. I mean, it like it feels good. So this is why I love this business, right? Yeah. Just what you just said. It is so fun to have the opportunity to change my money's life, my life, and yeah. tenant's life. It's like oh, the yeah. trifecta. Absolutely. Yeah. And you know, the other part of it, I know you do this too, is the benefit that comes to the employees. Cause you take a, you take a hands-on role just like I do of mentoring, leadership, encouragement. I've seen some of your handwritten notes, you know, it's like, that's the truth too. It's like that third element that your team's life grows 
and improves as well. And they become not only better operators, but better people. And yes. And they realize it's just not always about the money, right? So no, that's for sure. It's about the culture, right? And we've talked a lot about culture and collective genius of setting the tone, right? Yeah. Yeah. And it starts with us as owners to set the tone. Even though you have multiple different properties, you got to have that base of here's what we do Mm -hmm. and here's the why and here's how we're going to affect these communities, right? Yeah. And truly make them communities because a lot of the ones that we buy are so mismanaged. Yeah. That is a hodgepodge, right? And that's what I think we bring to the deals. We bring the active money to fix it and make it nice. For sure. Clean it up, a refresh. Yeah. yeah. And then the the management piece to make it systematized and like yeah. we know what to expect. And Absolutely. people like order. For sure. Absolutely. Versus I mean, chaos. It really does, you know, bring about a, tra- a total transformation. I mean, that's, you know, and that's why the value has increased because it's now a more valuable place both economically and, you know, physically on the human being side, people want to live there. It's more attractive to them. And so, you know, I go back to like what we were talking about too, with people in the raising money. It's like when you're engaged in that process, you're offering a positive result, not only for the investors, but the value of the product, meaning the quality apartment complex, you know, that's something that's attractive so that not only are people getting a better return for their money, but it's a feel-good process too for them because of the results that are taking place. So it's you know, and and so for the person that maybe is getting started in that, you know, like hey, they're connecting together to learn about multifamily and they're getting started. It's like that is a value proposition that they're able to share with their friends and families and the people at church or the people at synagogue or the people at the country club or and if people say, well, hey, I'm not at a country club. Well, praise God, you can start getting involved in a number of different civic organizations for the purpose of serving because our business really took off when we focused on helping people versus making money. I mean, yes. that's like, that's the truth. And so like, again, that woman on the church dive trip, I wasn't on the church dive trip to raise money. I was there to serve people and provide them a spiritual experience and helping facilitate that through the dive trip and the keys. And that was my motivation for being there. But hey, the next time you have a dive trip, call me. I would love. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I would love to go on that, man. Wow. Dude, my daughter and I just did a uh, seven day dive cruise last uh, fall. Amazing. We had to blast. We're actually planning a trip to the keys with a several group of people for a keys dive trip so let me know I'll, I'll, I, I'll, I will fly i want to be on that trip absolutely brother okay, yeah. so dude I, now i want to make sure i time out on that because you just said another a key critical piece is really this is answers the where do i find money right yeah. and a lot of times it's a lot closer than you think and it's really just go find a charity that you really believe in that that's key right like there. because yes. you want to be a part of it right yes absolutely and then just naturally things happen because usually that's business people or people with money have time time sure. money are usually even the ones volunteering a lot of the times not always yeah right but it's just find something that you like and then it naturally kind of happens a lot of times you start hey what do you do what do you do randy yeah and like because when there's downtime we just we, we want most of us as business owners they want to talk about their business or what's going on and absolutely yeah, that kind of happens. And that's key, though, too. What you hit is a super nail on the head is that it's got to be something that's congruent with you. Because if you go there with a duplicitous mindset, just like, hey, I'm, I'm going here to raise money, 
it's like that work. comes out, man. It doesn't work yeah. because, because your intentions are the wrong intentions. It's like, and it's okay to have a desire to want to help people and connect with them financially. But the first value is just what you said. Hey, I believe in this charitable organization. I want to be a part of that because I believe in it. Yep. And then that congruency comes out and it's authentic, you know, and it's just like for me on that dive trip as the example, I'm there authentically as a leader to help people grow spiritually. And I also have the fun of diving and all like that. And so that my motivations are pure. And so when I'm talking about what we're doing in the real estate investment, it really is it's just a share. It's just a share. Yeah, exactly. And then right. that's where it's receptive. And the like, right wow. people self-select. Like she was like, hey, it, yeah, yeah, boom. I'm oh, interested I, in that. But. I'd love to be a part of that. Let's talk about that when we get back. Call, yeah. you know, and so for sure. And, and that can be anything like, you know, if it's, uh, you know, Boys and Girls Club or, you know, whatever it may be of that charitable interest, there's going to be people involved with it. Or again, at a church, synagogue, yeah. uh, whatever. I mean, I'm in Rotary. So I've met yeah. so many people through Rotary. Oh, for sure. Yeah, I've um, been involved with Rotary for years way back and it's great people, great organization. So there's a ton. I mean, there's another. I, I was involved in this. Uh, it's called Friends of Mercy. It's my local hospital, hmm. and uh, you know, yeah. there's a charity a foundation there, and we you know meet once a, a quarter and, and and help. And here's the other key part of that stuff is when you find a charity like that that you really like, don't just be on the sidelines. Yeah. Right. No. Get in a leadership position of it. For right? sure. Because that really is where the magic happens. Take charge, like really give because you like it, and yeah. then get in leadership roles. And um, I feel like uh, as um, as a leader, if you're a leader, and you'll know if you are, because most yeah. of the people that want to be in entrepreneurship, a lot of times are just natural born leaders. Yeah, you're called to that. God calls us for sure to lead and to and to share our talents and gifts. And I'm telling you, like that's don't be afraid of it. Go go serve and. You'll serve because it'll help your heart, for one. Absolutely. And then just, there's nothing, and, and the good Lord, I think he blesses that, man. He'll, he'll oh, bless yeah. you. And, for sure. But it, you don't ever make it about the money. When you get that, that mindset, it'll yeah. never work. It'll be a complete disaster. For sure. No, I mean, and that's like, in a genuine, honest way, in the flipping business, it, there was a point probably through 2008, 9-ish, that it really was focused on how much money can we make on this flip? And then, you know, as the market crashed and we went through all that, it really, I said, you know what, God, I, I need to be focused on how I can help people. And so we started a big short sale company, helped tons of people, you know, get out from underneath their house. And then even from there, as we transitioned back to kind of more of equity houses, it was still focused on, you know, how many people a year can I help, not just how much money can I make a year. Yep. And and it really was dramatically different. And I know to some level, it sounds cliche, even people listening. Yeah, 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 I get that. But it really is true. I mean, I know. It, hey, it's listen, like insane. I, I live in the same neighborhood that I have uh, grew up. I mean, I out. I don't want to say this, but I mean, I earned my in, my neighborhood by substantial, right? Yeah. A lot of money. Yeah. And so sometimes I hear my neighbors, right? It's just I talk, you know, oh, Corey's always about the money. Now, I'm a businessman. I'm very focused, right? For sure. Absolutely. And so I run my business like a business. Monday through Friday, I'm running it like a For business. Sure, man. Right? You're on it, brother. That's what you got to be. Yeah. Um, but I but I hear that side talk sometimes. But um, 
but it can be farther from the truth, right? Because yeah. I feel like I'm a, I, I am, you know, I, I am a full-time dad. I, I, I go to my games. I, I don't miss. We go on great vacations. Absolutely. But, and I also serve and I also give. Yeah, for sure. I mean, you it's know. It's a whole thing. It's, so it's not about the money. I just, yeah. if you're going to be in business. You got to make, make money, money. For sure. Yeah. The whole goal of the business and all the employees that you hire, like Sarah in the back. Sarah, yep. I hear it. Yep. Hey. <laughs> okay, my my job is to make sure that the company is is profitable. For sure, absolutely. I can hire and give her good pay. Yeah, absolutely. No, and it is you've got to make money. There's no doubt about that. But it's the money comes as a byproduct of the value that you deliver, and that's one of the things that I really had to learn. It's like you know what, the more that I deliver value to help people, the more I'm economically enriched. Yeah. And if I focus on delivering value. Like even like saying the apartment complex, we want to deliver value to the residents. That's going to engender us to get better rents. We want to deliver value to the investors. That's going to engender more people to want to invest with us. And through that process, I'm going to be enriched. And so it took an honest, you know, transformation of God working on me. Yeah. Really kind of get a hold of that. Not only just know it here, but to know it here and to believe it so that then it's like, okay, hey, I'm good with that. Like that's my mission is to fulfill my God-given purpose and help people and deliver value through the channel of real estate. Amazing, bro. Love it. Yeah. Hey, yeah. so now, how do you find your deals? So we've talked about how you fund them and you got some your systems in place, but yep. what are you doing right now to find deals? Yeah, so we have done a lot of networking. Uh, you know, I, I mean, that's been a focus for probably the last year and a half, connecting together with brokers, connecting together uh, with the people that are involved in it connecting together with uh, third-party people that are, uh, you know, facilitators, uh, management companies, uh, funding companies, and really beginning to let them know of what we do, what our focus is. Like, for example, I, a friend of mine that's an owner of a company that's a, kind of a service provider to that field, uh, talking with him uh, just on Saturday, because again, like, you know, hey, my family's sleeping. There's still a bed at like 9.30 on a sleep-in day. I'm up just because I'm like, boom, I'm up. It, it's you know, just what you do. <laughs> it's what I do. And so him and I are talking Saturday morning, like 9 o'clock. And I'm telling him, you know, here's what the focus is. He's like, oh, my God, dude, I've got several people I know that are interested in selling. And so, boom, he just connected us together with two uh, properties that we're looking at. As soon as we're done here, we'll do some underwriting on. Uh, but so, again, that networking, consistent focus, positioning with the right people, uh, and then we're going to start also with a focus of implementing some direct mail, but with a specific target and focus. But I think majority of results that we see right now, at least of deals coming to us, is through the networking because, yes. you know, that's that's the arena that you're dealing in in this space. Yeah, because you're dealing with a more sophisticated seller. Correct. Right. Yeah. And so I, a lot of my single family guys, oh, gee, direct mail, direct mail, direct mail. And I'm like, yeah. It's you can spend a lot of money, and, and sure. it's not my it's not my choice. Yeah. My mode of choice is relationships. Yeah, and so uh, I focused on the brokers, right? Absolutely. I want the brokers. I want to know my brokers. I like what they like to do for fun. Yeah, I like to know like let's talk about if they play racquetball, if they scuba dive, right? Yeah, like that's what we're gonna talk about on the open. Like when for we sure. call, we're talking about that first. Yeah, and then we'll talk about real estate. Absolutely. Yeah, I mean. And, Dude, yeah, that, that's key. And like, you know, I think of the book, uh, How to Win Friends and Influence People. That's just part of the key right there. You've got to connect and develop relationship. And again, 
the the reality is you're not doing it with a duplicitous mindset. You're looking at, hey, I want to develop a relationship with this person because the multifamily business, it is a partnership relationship business. I mean, yeah. I had to come to terms with that because the single family side, it's always been my wife and I. Yes, we've had employees, but you know, no partners and all that kind of stuff. But, you know, people have a negative connotation sometimes about, par- oh, I heard partnerships yeah. don't go well. Yeah, let's talk about that for sure, yeah. right? You know, and, and so that is a false belief system based on some evidence that a person is scripted that's going to then hold them back. And I'm almost that person. I had to, you know, this business is not one designed to go it alone. You've got to have a quality team. You've got to have the people in place. You've got to be willing to develop those partnerships in order to really be successful or even be successful at a higher level. Right. You know, um, and, and so I, I had can't to think of a deal that I'm in, Randy, that I don't have a partner in. For sure. No, it's that's the nature of the that's the nature of the business. Uh, and then but then learning how to structure partnerships, how to connect with the right people, how to put those deals together. That's so key so that you are ensuring that you're with the right partners, not the wrong partners. Yes. And that's called know thy operating agreement. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Structure, know thy uh, what everybody's roles are, right? Yeah. Clearly yeah. define those roles. Um, at least that's what I've learned in, in my experience. For sure. No, that's 100% spot on. It's like, you know, and then key is like you said, having it defined clearly up front what that is, what that looks like, and then what the, and, and even too, like our management company, you know, we don't self manage, we manage a third party manager, but they're really a partner with us because yeah. of that relationship and the involvement. And so it's not just treated as kind of a one off thing. It's like, oh, this is a, development relationship that we're going to expand and grow over time and be mutually beneficial because you're going to keep adding you want to keep adding deals to the portfolio and like this and it's man in my mind the whole thing about apartments it's it's like the whole foundation is relationships for sure it's relationships with your money it's relationships with the broker it's relationships with your team it's relationships with your partners yeah right like you want to solve life's problems with divorce get everybody (laughs) in the business to do apartments (laughs) yeah because it's all about relationships exactly yeah. You do a lot more listening and sometimes a lot less talking, right? Yeah. And, um, well, it, you, you know, I think for me, as I reflect back on my experience, is I probably needed the whatever it was, 12-year interim growth personally to be able to be at a better place to be able to handle those things, not just the relationship, but the whole arena of responsibility. So what's know? the future look like? What's your why? Like what's, uh, I mean, like, you look over the next five years because we're we've been in a season yeah. of of single family stuff. Yep. What's the new vision look like? Yeah. So for us, our goal is to close three complexes, 150 plus units per year uh, for the next five years. And you know, so right now we're a little bit behind on where we want to be because I mean we've probably gone through maybe 15 deals just underwriting. You know, it's this part of the nature of the beast. To find the right one, you've got yeah. to go to a, you know, kiss a, kiss a lot of frogs to find the prince, so to speak. You know what I mean? So we're underwriting going through that. Uh, but that is our goal. We're setting up the business uh, to scale for that purpose and, you know, the capital. So our, our, our why is, you know, we want to, one, develop that legacy business for myself, the employees, and then also be able to empower the investors that are part of our group. 
and then really developed this to be a premier, you know, C-class operator. We're focused, like we're, we're C-class, you know what I mean? Like that's, that's it. That's the focus. Like I had a guy shoot me an A-class property. I'm like, yeah, thanks, but no thanks. You know, right. just not what we're focused on. You know your role, right? Absolutely. I had another guy say, hey, man, I've got a great development opportunity. I'm like, that's not that's not what our focus is. Yeah, you know? I would, and I don't even know how to do it. I'm like, someone's, I get that all this stuff. Hey, what, what about this commercial thing? What about this uh, a commercial uh, storefront kind of thing? And I'm like, yeah. listen, all I know how to do is buy old stuff. Yeah, like old apartments that yep. have two problems with this bad, you know, deferred maintenance and um, you know, bad management. Like, yes, yeah, sure. I know how to fix those two things. Yeah, that's, well, that's where you know, and I think of like the book Think and Grow Rich. It's like you focus on that specialized knowledge and being able to have a specific plan of action, and that yields riches. I mean, that's the truth. Oh, and yeah. so, you know, by focusing on those things, and again, like. Uh, I think of the Gary Keller book, uh, the, you know, where it talks about the one thing and it's like, you got to focus yeah. on one thing. And it's like, so that's what we're doing. I'm, that's why I'm bringing in an operations manager for the single family side. Again, people have asked me, well, why don't you just stop doing that? It's like, well, the benefit that comes not only to me, but also my employees, it's really been a game changer for them. Uh, economically and for their life and all like that. Well, Plus, you don't even shut things down that are working. When you've got it set up as a business and a systems, you don't even need to shut it down. Why would you no, shut it down? No, for sure. Absolutely. You know, just that's where we bring in that person. Their role will be to handle those operations and also contribute to the development of the multifamily business, you know. So Dude. Uh, it's exciting, man. I mean, uh, the that next is... five years. And, you know, and even more so, people say, well, we're in this cycle. The economy's expanded eight years now. Yeah, there may be a little bit of an economic blip, and that'll also affect multifamily. But I'm also excited for that because, right, the harder it gets, the more people fall away because it's like people look for easy money, and, like, easy money is not the best for the long haul, right? And so that's where it's like, hey, I'm like, praise God, if it gets a little tougher – that's all the better because not everybody's got the discipline, perseverance. A lot of people are going to bail. For right? sure. Yeah, just like, well, just like the flipping deal, right? In 2008, 9, 10, everybody exited from that arena that wasn't a real focused operator. We stayed the course, came out on top, and, you know, the same thing will happen when we get this pullback and what effects it has on the multifamily space. Yeah. It will weed out some of the chafe you know so, what i mean that means that but one good point because we're, we're running up on like almost 45 minutes so i want to yeah. grab it but i want to ask like so what happens when the market corrects or whatever it is in your c-class buildings are how how are you going to manage that what are you afraid of yeah so what we're doing is again we go back to focus we genuinely are focused on these kind of blue collar solid type properties because then again somebody that's paying you know 700 750 for a you know nice quality two bedroom apartment that's a mechanic or works at Chili's, they need that kind of affordable place to live. So I've been less focused, like where deals have come to me where it's uh, already upgraded and you're going to a premium upgrade. I'm like, ah, eh, that's not really what I want to focus on right now, because even once we have pushed that rent and improved the property at that 750 mark, we're still a hair under what maybe still somebody else below yeah below any of those be nice. Yeah. And, and all the pretty, you know, the new builds. For sure. Absolutely. I always feel like there's going to be max exodus. Yeah, If for the sure. market does correct, and even if it's sharp, yeah. if you're renting, right, you're still a renter. Yeah. The first thing you're going to do is not move out of your place. 
yeah. or skip the rent there or whatever it is. And you're going to try to move into what I call workforce housing. Affordable. Yeah. Yes. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, so it's like, and that's so that, what you do. Like, that's, absolutely. Yeah. That's, I mean, if they're paying nine fifty a thousand, they're going to see, can I get a place for seven fifty? That's decent for me. You know clean what I mean? And a, and a clean, yeah. nice clean looking and, and, yeah. and yeah. ran very well. Yeah, for sure. And so that's really for us, that's the discipline part of not going to the shiny object, stay focused on what we are criterion. And then that way, when the market does experience that blip, we're cash flowing solid. We've got good property. Our rents are still doing well. You know, probably very similar to your focus and formula just from us talking. Yeah, I, I mean, I have the, it's my, I, it's the exact, almost the same, identical, right? We buy uh, working man's apartments uh, it's built in the 70s and 80s, um, you know, C buildings. Uh, we would take a B building um, if it's the right location, uh, but we wouldn't do anything more than that ever, yeah. right? Just, just yeah. not our forte. For sure. Uh, we do like the working man's apartment complex. We've uh, niched a couple things into student housing, so I've done... Couple that's of student great. housing deals, and that's been good. Yeah. But our primary focus, most of our assets, are the bread and butter, um, yeah. mom and pops, working man's variety. We call it. We I don't know if there's a term for it, but we call it workforce housing. It's yeah. not Section Eight, right? No. We don't allow Section Eight. Yeah. We want to have uh, great tenants that, and not that Section Eight's bad. It's just no. not what we're good at. It's not the focus. Yeah. 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 You know, I, I go back, it makes me just, you were saying that I think about one of the guys that I was in partnership with in the money management business, he used to teach the financial stewardship classes at church and he would like super conservative dude, right? A great guy, but he would always hammer on me this quote from the Bible, the steady plotter leads the game, right? So I'm a young gun and I'm looking to yeah, go move. He's like the steady plotter leads the game, you know? And the truth is, that was the truth. He's right. It's like this. The, it's not sexy, but it's going to gain massively over time, bro. Amen, brother. Yeah. It really is. Because uh, here, I show people, like, when I put together my marketing packet, sometimes my investors look at it. They're like, ooh, that's it. I'm like, hold on. Let's not even, not, I don't even want to show you any pictures of the building. Let me just show you the numbers. Right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Let me get you to fall in love with the numbers because that's the only thing that I truly fall in love with. Yeah. is the numbers. And once I understand the numbers and I know what we can do, yeah. then it financially makes sense at that point, right? Yeah. And uh, the building, all the things that we're going to clean up and fix, but like a lot of times they don't, uh, there's so many people that even in the multifamily space will over-improve. Mm -hmm. And you don't yeah. have to have granite. You don't have to have nah. all this. It's not the single family. It just needs nah. to be clean, affordable, and consistent. Yeah, for sure. For sure. And that's... So. You know, and that's the thing. It, again, it may not be sexy, but it's like, hey, I don't need to be sexy to be successful, right? Rock and it's roll. Like just just yeah. steady, moving forward and achieving the goals and the purpose that God's given us. And, and through that, I, for me, that hey, that's what's sexy. I tell that to my daughter. She's 13, so she's learning. And I'm like, we're sitting at our house looking out on the water. Uh, just got back from, you know, ski trip. And I'm like, that's sexy. Yeah. Right? Being yeah. able to experience the rewards of the discipline, that's what's enjoyable. I said the discipline of doing stuff day by day, that may not be so uh, hot to trot, but it's like it's the results that it produces over time. Yeah. It, and, and really, so, and for me, like, this is all about the reason my, like, for multifamilies for me, it's all about friends and family. 
and yeah. legacy, right? I want, I think there's a lot of people out there. So if you could give any, like we're gonna wrap this up. If you could yeah. give any advice to like, not someone's new, so I have two, I call them avatars, but we'll yeah. say the seasoned fix and flipper. What would you say to them right now? Yeah, I mean, I would say for them that absolutely you want to take the steps forward to learn about the multifamily. Maybe that's where they're at. That's like, hey, I think I want to be involved in it, but I don't know. It's like you want to take that step to connect and learn what does that look like? How can it fit into your strategy? Because I would say this, that it is a long-term legacy builder. I mean, yeah. even with our business, the fix and flip, where it's cranking along as a business, that's not necessarily what I want to be doing 15 years from now yeah. when I'm, you know, 60 years old or whatever the case may be. What's your best piece of multifamily advice? To connect with the right people, develop the right relationships. What Corey said is so true that having the right people around you, the right relationships, the right expertise is key. You don't want to make newbie mistakes in this arena that are going to cost you more than you're ever willing to pay. I can guarantee you that the relationships and the right expertise are worth every bit of investment of your time, money, and effort to develop because the newbie mistakes are not going to be easily fixed. Awesome. And so, Randy, man, hey, I want to first of all thank you. If people want to find and get a hold of you, how do they find Randy? Yeah, they can connect with us. Uh, we've got a podcast as well, The Real Estate Preacher, or they can connect with us through our website, prosperitycapitalpartners.net. Hey, listen, if uh, let me close this thing out. If, uh, if you're out there and you want to learn more about uh, the multifamily space, I've got a wonderful offer for you. Go to my Quick Start Workshop. You're going to do that at kahunawealthbuilders.com and uh, click on that thing because I'll teach you how to raise all the private money you need and how to start finding those relationships with all the brokers that you're going to desire and want. Other than that, um, listen, remember, I, I closed out every podcast with this because I believe it's so important. The power of your mind, right? Don't be a victim of stinking thinking, right? Amen. Your mind is everything. It's the most powerful tool that you own and possess. And if you use it and put it to work, it will solve your problems and it'll make you a successful person because your paradise is possible. <laughs>